Welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. Hi! I can't believe this is our last episode of 2018. Oh my god, you kind of made it sound like it was going to be ever, and I felt like people maybe spit-taked a little. I mean, who knows what next year we'll bring. Totally. January 1st. Sorry, Marin. Too busy for you. <laughs> Your New Year's resolution is to, like, episode. leave me in the dust. <laughs> um, by the way, I am feeling like you are warming up to the term bingies. I actually... You know, that's funny. I've accepted the term. I know. But today, because we use the word binge at work a lot, I was yeah. like, God, I can't wait to stop saying this for a while. Uh-huh. And then here we are. Bingies. Bingies. Third annual. The what? Holy it's crap. crazy. This silly thing that we created is now in our third. Has it caught on? No. I mean, maybe. When I left today, Eric was like, are you recording the bingies today? Like, he's our fanboy, which I appreciate. But yeah, we are. That's what we're doing. What are you fangirling about? Wow, I really didn't think about it. (gasps) But I have something that I'm kind of fangirling over. Okay. It wasn't great. But, (laughs) I mean, what did I expect? Okay. I watched Dumplin' on Netflix last week. The Dolly Parton movie? The Jennifer Aniston movie with Dolly Parton music. That's what I mean. A new original song. I was going to say she's nominated for, like, best original song. It's probably one of the better Netflix originals I've seen. Okay. And I've seen a lot of bad ones. Yeah. Uh, The Princess Switch starring Vanessa Hudgens. Really bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I've seen a lot of bad Christmas movies. Yeah. It's very bad. Did you watch the Kurt Russell one? No, I kind of want to. But that's a show. It's like a series. Oh, it is? Oh. Or like a mini-series. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I do want to watch it. I think he makes a great Santa. I totally agree. So back to Dumplin'. What? Back to Dumplin'. I what just, is it? One, Jennifer Aniston had a kind of a southern accent, hmm. which was fun. Okay. But it was basically, <laughs> oh, hey, Jennifer Aniston's here. Great. Mm-hmm. And then the star of it, I don't remember her name. Lovely. Dolly Parton music, lovely. There were drag queens, great. Oh. It's about a pageant. What? Great. I feel like this is your dream. You'd think. Yeah. Execution not there or what? I mean, it never is with most Netflix movies. Hmm. But also it doesn't have like a drop-dead gorgeous dark humor or something like that. Gotcha. It's pretty. I mean, it was, it had some funny moments, but it's pretty sweet overall. Is the movie um, up to like Dolly's standards or like the music oh, up I to Dolly's like, standards. I feel like Dolly loves this movie. Yeah. And I mean, they do her well. It's a, basically in the first five minutes. This isn't a huge spoiler. Okay. The girl is very close with her aunt and her aunt was a Dolly Parton fan and they bonded over their love of Dolly. And then the girl spread it to her best friend and they just like grew up loving her and mm-hmm. she's the soundtrack for the movie. Great. And so when the aunt dies, everyone's sad. Dolly's always playing. Mm-hmm. They end up going to a drag bar. Dolly Part- it's Dolly Parton night. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> kind of my dream. Kind of my dream I didn't know I had. So I enjoyed it. I, I'm not, like, recommending it. But, uh-huh. I mean, if you're not doing anything, it's on. Check it out. Watch it, maybe. Gotcha. What are you fangirling over? Um, so I am fangirling. Well, first of all, I'm fangirling over one small thing that I don't think we've talked about on the podcast. Um, you sent me the video of Kathy Lee's goodbye. No. On, and I Are we going to cry yes. right now? Like, I didn't anticipate to cry in that way. But it Hoda, was when Hoda spoke. Oh, yeah. It was when Hoda talked. It and was I was when just Hoda like, was, she said two words and then had to be quiet to cry. When she literally was like, everything good in my life is because of you. And I was just like, And then she Hoda. listed it and it checked out. Oh, yeah. Wow. I was totally like, oh, wow. Kathy Lee Gifford is your angel. Um, so that I'm fangirling over. 
two, um, we went to Santa Barbara this past weekend. I'll get to what I'm actually fangirling over in regards to this. Yeah, in a second. But before I almost died, we got in a lift and the gentleman, I was talking to him. I love to talk to strangers, no surprise. Mm -hmm. And he is like a retired chauffeur, but he's still driving Lyft, so are you? But he used to drive for Oprah. Oh. Yeah. So I, of course, had to ask a question, and I said, if you're going to tell me bad things, I don't want to talk about it. If you're going to tell me good things, (laughs) tell me everything. And he just looked at me, and he said, think of how you think about her Uh and make it 10 times better. No. And I was like, am I going to cry in this lift? Like, I couldn't handle it. Just thinking about it? Yeah, and he was just like, she's literally wonderful and i was like what did he say about gail or stead we didn't talk about it he has driven rob Lowe. um he's driven jeff bridges they all live in like a two block radius of montecito which is just right outside of santa barbara mm-hmm. and i just was very very into it but what i am actually fangirling over are saltines now the reason why i, I mean, know my snack i choice. know your snack choice and i'm like as i was like consuming them i was feeling very validated in our friendship but we went on like a romantic, sure, um, excursion. We were given a gift certificate to like a very fancy hotel. You made it sound like we. No, not yet. <laughs> me and my husband, not you and me. Yes. And uh, so we'd been given this gift certificate two years ago and we'd been holding it for like this long. We're like, okay, we're going to do this for a five year anniversary. Great, whatever. We go to Santa Barbara. I'm not feeling wonderful, but I'm not mm-hmm. feeling awful at the same time. Okay. We go, we get like, you know, we get some seafood, like obviously, cool. I got like a clam chowder. I know, but I know where this is going. I know. And so it's like really bad. bad. Then we like do a little wine tasting, all these things. And I'm just like not feeling delightful. Like at one point, the woman gave me toffee and I said no. Like something's, you, something's wrong. wrong. So I'm trying to be a trooper. We join a wine club. Like I'm really trying to be a trooper. And eventually I was like, I, can we go back to the hotel? Like I don't feel great. I don't think I can do dinner right now. I threw up seven times <laughs> in, like, the, a way that is actually referential to one of my binges, like, episode one of Santa Clarita Diet season one. Like, I oh, – yeah. It was bad. It was, like, a real tough thing. But if you're going to get sick, get sick in a really fancy hotel because then we did, like, in-room dining and the guy, no joke, like, set up peppermint tea, like, set wow. up, ch- like, chicken noodle soup all, like, bedside for me. And I'm in a turtleneck wool sweater in my robe – under a duvet, they brought me a separate blanket. And you know how blankets at normal hotels are the gross, weird, that right. weird texture? No, no. Not at a fancy hotel. And I was like, do I steal this? This is the nicest blanket I've ever seen in my life. They wouldn't notice. No, right? And I also didn't have to take care of my child. But saltines, it's really what I've been living on for the last, like, four days. Because I would eat them right now. I'm nervous. Everything I've eaten has been, like, okay since then like it hasn't been great other than yeah. saltines well i mean you're being smart it's not like you're gonna eat a pizza yeah and hope this goes well i know right like because <laughs> guess what it's not but saltines bless you and then i had to go get them yesterday with a, a friend at lunch and then we had a four minute conversation about the joy of oyster crackers and it was i love an oyster cracker i know it's just a small saltine <laughs> it's a small saltine um, but I was speaking to the gentleman who brought me the saltines at the fancy hotel and he was from El Salvador and they don't have saltines in El Salvador. And I wept for him. I was like, what? He's like, we don't have these. And I'm like, well, that's at a tragedy. At what point does this podcast become 
less about TV and pop culture and more about our ailments. <laughs> I think been, it might we've be been there. Sick a lot this year. <laughs> I know. I think it might be there already. We've we've undergone some woes. Yeah, but hopefully 2019 is a, a little okay? better. I don't know. Better, better for us. I don't know. <sighs> TBD. Um. So that's really all I've got going for me. I'm still sort of coming out of this situation. Before we get into the binges, though, can we just talk about Penny Marshall really quickly? Oh. I don't want to make I mean, you just cry. Two hours ago, we found out. I know we're recording this a little early because, as we mentioned last week, you're going away for the holidays. Good for you. I'm happy for you. And I'll, I mean, I'll miss you. <laughs> so it's like really whatever. Bitter. I'm like, great, cool. No one's. I was like thinking about taking Philly to the zoo on Sunday, and I thought you'd be great, but you won't be here. Huh? Um, Penny Marshall passed away. And I, you sent it to me, and I actually gasped. In a way, I wasn't prepared My to gasp. My eyes welled. I didn't realize how affected I was by Penny Marshall and all of her work until Big. she passed away. A, a League of Their, of their own. own? Awakenings? Like, dear, mm, no one talks about Awakenings enough. That movie makes me cry. Also, no Every one talks time. about her friendship with Rosie O'Donnell during the era of her talk show. Completely. Her friendship with Carrie Fisher. Uh. Uh, I've Laverne said it and twice mm. on this podcast. I know I've said it to you multiple times, but now would be a great time to know, listen know, to her audio book version mm-hmm. of her autobiography. Mm-hmm. It is one of the best things I've ever heard, and her voice is amazing. Yeah. She cries a couple times. Oh, no. It's great. I I'm, I was I was very upset, and then I watched. Um, I went to Giphy and looked at a lot of like Laverne and Shirley gifts, and it really <laughs> brought me a lot of joy. And R.I.P. Real genius. Real pioneer when you think about it. Just yeah. female directors. Like, she directed episodes of Laverne and Shirley. Like, that must have been very controversial. I don't feel like there are a lot of female directors of television during that time. No. Also, really quick, in her IMDb page exploration, post-production, so probably her last project, is a documentary documentary she did with Dennis Rodman. Which is crazy, and I want to watch it. I do, too. And he said that she was the only person he trusted to do this. And I was like, same. What? (laughs) I'm so intrigued. I kind of need to know everything. Has Penny Marshall been to North Korea is really the question I need to know. But, like, holy shit. (laughs) I mean, to to be determined in 2019. We'll see. Yeah. So top of the Benji's list is Laverne and Shirley, if you can find it. If you can find it. Some of it was on Hulu. I'm not sure if it is anymore. Yeah, inconsistent episodes. All right. With that sad note, should we get in to some of the television, some of the television we lost and loved in 2018? Lost and loved. Lost and loved. Let's do loved and lost. Okay. More positive. Do you want to start with your first? Sure. I feel like I did these very last minute, and I apologize if they're bad. <laughs> they're not as morbid. Remember last as week? Some of my others. Yeah, remember last week, and you were like, we'll be super prepared. And now you've just caveated your own presentation. Things happen. Things Life happen. Happens. Okay. If you want to have a good cry with the family and maybe inspire someone to take better care of themselves, mm-hmm. to groom themselves, yeah. watch Queer Eye. You're going to cry in every episode. Mm-hmm. Is this, like, particular to one season or the other, or you're well, just, like... they're technically really one season. Oh. But they split or, it. Yeah, but they split it. They, like, pushed it out because 
it became such an instant phenomenon. Mm, they were okay. like, we got to hurry and get these other episodes out. Gotcha. So it kind of really is one season. Oh, okay. I'm, so there's probably about 10 episodes. Yeah. I don't know. I binged the second half that came out in one night. I remember. I was up very late. <laughs> but I one, I was have, having real cry sessions. Uh-huh. Um, but I think the new Fab Five, I don't, I don't want to say they're better. In the original. Is there like but a one-to-one comparison? Like, is there a Carson? Is there a Tom? I mean, personality-wise, yeah. like, Jonathan is the Carson. Carson. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's Jonathan, Karamo, Tan, Anthony, and Bobby. Bobby's the house guy. Mm. and So he's the Tom. He's, like, under the radar. Oh, okay. So I feel like he goes underappreciated because he's more quiet. While everyone's, like, doing little segments and talking to the person... Bobby is hard at work. Yeah. Now Netflix has money. Yeah. Unlike Bravo, original totally. Queer Eye. Right. They redo like entire room, like multiple rooms of apartments for these people. Really? Yes. Oh. It's like a secret makeover show <laughs> for you and your home. Oh my God. There was this one, my dream. one episode about a kid who's going off to college. It's a very bizarre life. I don't know. But he gets like this old looking barn place and they like make it into this cool loft for his like new college life and it is so cool and so rich (laughs) like rich like texture or rich like money okay okay. both Bobby does great work Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think it's just so enjoyable and you can't not love at least one of these guys and everyone they make over they touch in a different way like they always have these emotional experiences and I it brings me joy. Is there a dose of people who are maybe not super gay friendly who are like have their eyes opened or like? Oh yeah. Exp- okay, great. And I actually hear that the next season is more so. Because Interesting. I'm trying to, if I remember correctly, this first part was around Atlanta, and ne- the second season will be in Kansas City. Interesting. Okay. And so there's a little more like homophobia, I think, mm, around maybe. there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not judging you, Kansas right. City, mm-hmm. but yeah. You never know. That's what's up. Okay. All right. We're going to keep it on Netflix really quick. And this is like could have been your binge but like is also my binge Is my binge like more recently. Okay. okay. If you're looking to connect with your preteen family members, watch Big Mouth. Now, I watched all of season one and season two together, which I could argue is maybe the way to go because it's like it's only 20 episodes, I think, and they're like tw- 25 yeah, minutes long. watch them very quickly. Yeah, you can get through them very quickly. And I sort of forget what's season one, season two, because it's, like, so great and so strong. I just have to start off with, like, the hormone monster and the hormone monstrous. Like, it is – it does this really great job of re- – every single one of us has felt these things, said these things internally – thought these things like in some time in your life maybe mm-hmm. still now like the shame wizard i was like do i still oh, have a the shame, shame wizard, wizard <laughs> hit hard uh, the shame wizard hits real hard and he's right on all the time but so it's the voices of like literally every ucb person that you love like jenny slate nick kroll obviously it's nick kroll show john mulaney like june diane rayfield like everyone is in this cast of characters but out of all of the cast of characters, you know who's my favorite? Who? Lola. It's a great one. I think Lola is the saddest, most tragic, <laughs> most like wonderfully awful character I've seen in a long, long time. And every girl 
knows this yes. girl. And it's just like she's awful, but because she's so broken. And you're just like you learn later in life that you actually feel sorry for her, but you're so scared of her and, But at the in time you're school. scared and you just want to be – at a good distance. You want to be at a good distance, but you want her to like you so she doesn't destroy you. Yeah. And Nick Kroll voices her, and it's just, like, the best. It's – I really highly recommend it. It is highly inappropriate. Like, maybe don't watch it with your, like, preteen family members because there's, like, a lot of jizz jokes. Oh, I would watch it with them. I would not uh... watch this with, like – your grandma. Oh, definitely not. No like, grandma. Take your cousins secretly. Take your religious <laughs> aunt. Yeah, take your – but I feel like they have to be, like, 13 or older. And they have to be cool teens. They have to be cool teens. They I don't want to scar them. No, don't, you don't want to scar them. No religious aunt. No grandma. Only cool preteens to teens. And <laughs> you and me. And anyone who's older. Like, I'm forcing Eric to watch the pilot when he goes on a plane because I'm like, you need to watch this show. I love it. It's I, great. I mean, my parents love it. I feel like it's definitely, I mean, it's targeted to younger kids, but it's more adult. Yeah. All adults love oh, it. Oh, definitely. All adults love it because you've come out the other side. And that's the thing. These kids you are so in it. can look back and laugh. Yes. And they're so in it. And they're just like, it's a literal tragedy that's happening all around them which is puberty, and then you come out the other side and you realize that, like, it's who make it's what makes you who you are. Um, and they just do a really great job of making it very funny, very awkward, very real, even though it's animated. That's it. Yeah. That's my that's my top binge What you got? Whew. Do I want to keep it Netflix? Do I want to mix it up? Maybe mix um, it up. Okay, okay. If you want to bond with your sassy grandma, mm-hmm. watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Season two is what I'm really talking about here, but watch the show. I don't think I talked about it in last year's binges. I don't think you did. I think you talked about the pilot. Yeah, I think only the pilot was mm-hmm. out. Yeah, you I were was really hardcore on the, from the beginning. You were really on the cusp of this show. I remember you talking about it and being like, I, my re- initial reaction was, hour-long comedy, what? Like, I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this. I just binged all of season two in like two days. Welcome to the club. Whew. It is... So good. But season two, you get to travel, which mm-hmm. I think is also very fun for if you're a fan of Gilmore Girls or like Amy Sherman Palladino. Yeah. This is very different for her because Gilmore Girls was all in this like made up fictional happy town. Yeah. And here we're going to Paris. We're going to the Catskills. Uh, Mrs. Maisel goes on tour. And they, they actually go to these places. Yes. And it's beautifully shot. It took me about an episode and a half to be like, oh, no, this is actually Paris. There is no way they soundstaged this. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just too much. And then I was like, Jesus, Amazon with your money. (laughs) Just like flying these people. Their clothes budget alone has to be insane. Yeah, the costuming is gorgeous. I just feel like if you watched this with a sassy grandma, that they would appreciate the comedy itself, but Mm -hmm. also just how well – the fashion is done. Completely. So Mrs. Maisel, she has two children. One of them is four. And one's a baby. A baby. So they're basically like my aunts and uncles. Like the Ethan's a little bit younger than my mom would be. And so I like thinking about it kind of in that context that like she's essentially my grandmother who, you know, RIP. But it is 
he puts a totally different spin on it. I mean, they're very specific. It's yeah. Upper West Side. They're very Jews rich in the fifties. Yeah, in they're the very 50s. rich. And uh-huh. what I really love is they're all the baby just goes away. Yeah. They give the baby to someone else constantly. The number of times I have thought to myself, "Where are the kids?" Like, there's a whole scene where they just leave the baby in the car while they do a lot of things, and then someone goes and like fetches the baby. A lot of leaving the baby. Very different. Yeah. Very different and parenting. Season one is mostly about, like, Mrs. Maisel and, the like, getting a divorce mm-hmm. and, like, starting to get interested in comedy. Season two is more about, like, refining that, but as well as touching on the other characters, which I didn't think I cared about, but I actually really do. Mm-hmm. And Tony Shalhoub, come on. There's a scene where Tony Shalhoub wears a beret. That's all you need. Guys, that's really all you need. There's a scene where he wears a beret, and there's a scene where Alex Bornstein falls off a stool, and it's the hardest I've laughed in a very long time. That's all you need to know. Yeah. It honestly is. And <laughs> I will say, these episodes are long. They're yes. full hours. Some of them are but full hours. you've watched five yesterday. Yeah. I watched four in a row. Like These are seriously bingeable. Yes. You fly through them. Second half, I will say, moves at a quicker pace than the first half of season two. Yes. But it... It works at a clip. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Great. Great. I, it, I, it's sort of in my brain a lot lately. To me, like, it, wo- it won all these awards for season one, yeah. but I feel like it was secretly winning for season two. Like, well, this was just to get it going. Like, talk about it because season two is going to be good. I feel like another one of your binges falls into that category, too, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. All right. If you want to feel intellectually superior to your friends and family watch atlanta now you i was like i have to put atlanta on my list and you go how have you not talked about atlanta because you, you said you talk about atlanta all the time and i was like it's not on the binges i never i can't talked believe about it. it i know so also season two got snubbed by the golden globes i am i just like do not understand this is one of the most interesting shows I have ever seen. So the reason I said like to feel intellectually superior, because I don't get it most of the time. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is too smart for me. Like there's there's just so much happening. Like mm-hmm. it's a comedy, but is it? Like there's a lot of drama. It's irregular. It's sad. It's funny. It's dramatic. It's over the top. It's kind of unformatted in a way. It's nonsensical in a lot of ways. Like Everything you know about how television is supposed to be structured, but whether like you're kind of in the know or you're just a consumer of it, this show completely breaks all of those boundaries and borders and you're and you love it. I'm still here's the problem. I really, really, really need to watch this mm-hmm. show. And I started when it came out. Yes. And FX took it from on, yes. uh, my on-demand. Yeah, you had a spectrum situation. And FX situation. is shitty with their distribution. Mm-hmm. And then it finally came around to streaming. And yeah. I just haven't gotten there yet. And I'm so upset about it. It This season, I mean, it just puts the characters in the most bizarre, unusual, relatable <laughs> circumstances and situations. And you just like, like I have nothing in common in a lot of ways, with the vast majority of the characters in this show. Like, mm-hmm, right. one, of the, one of the main, like, stars is a, you know, he's a rapper. Like, he's an up-and-coming. Like, and it's just, I find it so interesting and believable and relatable, even though it's, like, on the surface, I have nothing in common with a lot of people in the show. And, but that's what I think is so interesting about it, that it's just, like, you actually 
do have stuff in common with really anyone. Um, you can find it. I have a great show. I have a companion piece for this. Ooh, love. For that topic. Uh-huh. Um, so if you want to trick your conservative family members into having an important conversation and maybe relating to those they don't think they relate to, watch Pose. 100%. So here's the thing. Come for the glamour. Stay for the characters. Stay for the characters. Nominated for Best Drama at the Golden Globes. It surprised us because mm-hmm. um, we have that Ryan Murphy podcast, The People vs. Ryan Murphy, and we weren't sure it was a good show for us to talk about yeah. because we are not gay or trans. <laughs> no. Um, but it was we a real were genuinely fans of the show and mm-hmm. we connected with these characters so much and we love them. We feel for them. We cried a lot. Um, but if you want to talk to your family, maybe if people are against like trans rights, gay right. rights, they talk a lot about HIV, mm-hmm. it's a very good show to do so. And it's also beautiful. It's beautifully shot. And I thought they did it in a way that wasn't, and we said this during our podcast coverage, I, I never felt preached to in no. any way. Like it was very much like these people are going through the exact same things that you're going through, maybe with just a mm-hmm. different light. And they have found their own family. Yeah. And they love each other and they care about each other. Right. The cri- Perfect time to talk about the Christmas episode of Pose. It aired in the summer. Yes. Rewatch it now. Mm-hmm. It got me good. Oh, yeah. And there are moments where it's like a little too much, as with any Ryan Murphy show. But, and I said this from the start, I expected this show to be the most kind of like over-the-top, sort of campy Ryan Murphy production just based on the the era alone. Uh And it is the most beautifully small, like, the dialogue is perfect and not sort of overwrought, which sometimes can be a little bit of, like, can be a little much. But definitely watch it. It was going to be on my list if you didn't put it on yours, and so I'm so glad that you did. Mm -hmm. But particularly now with, like, Billy Porter getting nominated for a Golden Globe. Billy Porter. Ugh, he deserves (laughs) it. My goodness. And, I mean, on the other end of the spectrum, very campy Ryan Murphy shows that came out this year, which is crazy. 911, both season one and half of season two Unbelievable. this year. Mm-hmm. American Crime Story Versace and American Horror Story Apocalypse. I enjoyed all of them. Mm-hmm. I will say it was maybe his best year. And at least of the things that we've watched in the last couple of years, with the exception of a The few. People versus OJ. I mean, he's had a, good, he's had a run, <laughs> for sure. But, like... If you take collectively the body of work of all of these shows over the 2018, like, really firing yeah, on all cylinders. I'm not saying every episode's great. No. But all the series are fun to watch. 911 is a show that we both secretly really <laughs> Bonus, love. Bonus. If don't you want just want to watch it. some crazy shit go down, watch 911. Watch 911. Good segue. If you're looking to freak out your family and see some crazy shit yes. go down, watch Santa Clarita Diet. Mostly season two. Already watched, but yes. Yes. But like, holy shit. So the first season, I already mentioned the puking scene from the pilot, is just kind of like absurd and bizarre and crazy. So she's a, is she really a zombie? Like, is that how we describe her? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, she didn't get bitten by anything, really. Well, she, <laughs> she ate something. She, she ate some bad. Yeah, she ate something bad. It's turned her into the undead. Um, and she, it's kind of like how her and her family are managing this new situation in their house. Season two, I believe, is leaps and bounds above season one, which I also really like. Yes. But season two, just like 
uh, Drew Barrymore's relationship with Timothy Oliphant, like, really is kind of firing on all cylinders. The daughter, I think, is, like, doing an amazing job. The weirdo neighbor, I absolutely, like, love and adore in this whole season. I think so. Nathan Fillion's head. My God. Nathan Fillion's head. And he's in Big Mouth. Yeah, I mean, Nathan there's Fillion. so much crossover um, between my binges of, like, people that are in it. Um, I have Dave from Happy Endings is in Santa Clarita uh, season two, which I really enjoy. He's kind of like a like a zombie hunter, or he's, like, mm-hmm. trying to figure this all out in real time, too. It's just, like, you think you're going in being like, this is going to be a weird zombie show, and it's the least interesting part of the whole thing. I just think, like, the character yeah. dynamics, their relationship – Joel, who is played by Timothy Oliphant, he just, like, he loves his wife so much that he's willing to go to all these insane yeah. extremes kind to, like— of obsessed with him. Yeah, and he's got that silver fox thing going. Yeah. I don't know. It was very unexpected. Like, and for someone for me who doesn't like gross or horror or blood or anything like that, that I'm recommending a, like, tear your insides out zombie show, like, sure. Yeah. Great. Season two was much more fun because we understood what was happening to Drew Barrymore's character mm-hmm. and the entire family knew. So now it's like about keeping it a secret and working together. Yes. And it's just a lot of fun. It's a really fun show. And again, I think also like maybe 10 to 13 episodes. I can't remember, but pretty easy, pretty light, very, very bingeable. What's next? Another Netflix show. Oh, man. So like half us. of these are Netflix. Mm-hmm. Or man. FX. Of course. If you're looking for some fitspo after all those holiday meals, watch Glow. Do you Dear remember God. on this podcast, we <laughs> talked about very dramatically. how disappointed we were in the first season last year? Totally. We wanted to love We liked think, it, we wanted to love it. I think we were just so excited for the show mm. and it's kind of how I feel about Sabrina. I was like, "Yes." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, it's okay." Yeah. Uh, but season 2 blows season 1 out of the water. I've watched it Two and a half times. Stop it. You have not. You haven't told me that. I didn't know. Well, I watched, I came in with my roommate was watching it, so I watched it again. Uh And then I had it on while I was doing my hair for Halloween because Mm. I was a character from Glow for Halloween. Yeah, you were Liberty Bell and you killed it. I was Liberty Bell, who, by the way, I said it before, I'll say it again, Betty Gilpin deserved an award for this season. She was not nominated. I am furious. So that's my thing about, like, the Emmys. I felt like all those people got... Like, she was nominated for season one, but I felt like it was sort of marketing driver for season two. Because season mm-hmm. two had come out at that point, and it was just it's like... It's like someone can see this potential. Yeah. Like, it needs to win. It needs this hype. I mean, I, yeah. I just, I really appreciate the show. And it's obviously, it's a very female-driven cast. And they they really, like, work together, and they're making this thing, and, like... It's it's sort of that, you know, female empowerment and teamwork and, like, camaraderie mm-hmm. that you don't often see in a, a lot of female-driven shows. And I also think it kind of has that pose element to yeah. it where it's so campy looking, mm-hmm. but underneath it has really serious stories. Like, um, this season it was a lot of, like, network executives being gross and <laughs> totally. things like mm-hmm. that. Very topical. Yeah, mm-hmm. very topical, but it's in the 80s. Yes. Wow, even then. <laughs> weird. Uh, we wow, so weird. We haven't made any progress. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I really, 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 really enjoyed it. And you think that you're going to, like, Alison Brie's the star of, of this series. She's not. Like, there, it's such a cast of characters. Yeah, it's, to me, it's like a Freaks and Geeks or something where you just... Love everyone involved on this show. Mm-hmm. 
it's a show when I watch it, I'm like, oh, I wish I was on this show. Like, totally. I want to be a part of it. Yes. Also, Mark Maron's a daddy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you have, like, a weird thing for it when it's, like, in season. But when it's not, you're kind of, like, <laughs> no, out of it. It dies down. Yeah, it dies down. <laughs> you're not just, like, listening to, like, back episodes of Mark Maron's podcast. Sometimes. <laughs> I spoke too soon. Um, all right. My next one is an investment, but it should come as no surprise. If you're looking to say, I told you so, to your relative who makes bad decisions but you can't, watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I, I was just telling someone I have a middle chunk I haven't seen. I really? need to watch because I watched it when it came out. Uh-huh. And it was much like Parks and Rec season one. Yes. I was like, oh, this show like, mm-hmm. could be okay, but I don't need it. So right. I stopped watching it. Fair. Then I watched an episode here and there. You dabble. It was Mm -hmm. good. And then I had to watch it this last season for work-related reasons. Right. So I have, like, seen bits and pieces, and I need to make sure I've seen every episode because it's great. So in my opinion, this is the funniest network show, hands down. I don't think you're wrong. Hands down. Now, I have not seen The Good Place, which I know sort of, like, creep, creep, creeps up people's... It's definitely on that level. On that level. But I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine has more, like, so many more jokes. Yes. If that makes sense. My sentiment here around I told you so is one, I've not been able to shut up about the show for five years. But also, when Fox canceled the show, I was like, all these people are going to be like, meh, like so upset. And then thankfully, that fan, that, that uproar sort of propelled NBC to save it. Thank God. Which... To be fair, I think the show should have been on NBC from the start. Absolutely. It feels like NBC. And when you think about it now in tandem with Like a Good Place, for example, it makes so sense. And now they're going to be on the so same night. Sense. I mean, it's the perfect pairing. Like, it's I, – I wouldn't be surprised if it weren't going to get paired with The Good Place. I would maybe say, and even as a true fan, this should maybe be the last season. Right. Because yeah. we've gotten to this place in the show where everyone like loves each other and there's not a lot of conflict. And it's kind of hard to like maintain that for a long period of time. Um, but now with this pairing, I think we're sort of like reinvigorating. But my girl, Chelsea Pretty, is leaving after this season. And it's like very upsetting to me. It is. But she was missing from she was. the season from yes. having a baby and all that stuff. Yeah. On the same day as me. Um, and we're basically the same person. My other favorite thing about this show is that it is the maybe the sneakiest, most diverse show on television, and they don't talk about it. Like, it's not a thing. It's like, this is just our cast of characters. This is very reflective of, like, what it would look like in New York. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Like, you have Latina women. You have, you know, it's just, I don't know. I just love it. You have um, everyone's character is very... Ridiculous and sort of heightened, but very lovable and very believable. And I just, you, if you will be hard pressed to not fall in love with this show if you actually give I it agree. a chance. Yeah, that's it. Um, a show that did not get saved. Let's get into mm. our canceled options, our losts. So if you want to laugh and then have that laughter taken away from you, <laughs> watch The Last Man on Earth. This show got canceled this year. And what I mean when I say have that laughter taken away from you, it's it kind of ends open-ended, like what's going to happen next. Right. But if you just start from the beginning, I think you will really enjoy it. So if you don't know, it's Will Arnett plays Tandy. He 
is the last man on earth, so he thinks. And yeah. as the season goes on, he meets people like Kristen Schaal, mm-hmm. um, Mary Steenburgen, and it just becomes like a great group of characters, and they're all weird in their own way, and they're just trying to survive, but yet kind of living it up, <laughs> Yeah, being the last people on earth. If you try this show at all, I would recommend the standalone episodes, where it's normally about one character, Okay, specifically the pilot. Where it's only Will Arnett. Yes. He thinks he's alone. He has, like, these tennis ball, basketball friends at a bar that he hangs out with. It's one of the funniest pilots I've ever seen. It's so great. Mm -hmm. And then later on, there are these two of... The Got Milk, that's on, basically only Kristen Wiig. It's like how, you find out how this, like, disease started that, like, killed everybody. Right. And then it's her alone. So great. And then on, there's also one with Fred Armisen. It's called Carl. And it's how he ends up where he is. And I don't know. They did such a good job. Like, I don't need another person in these episodes. I could watch them all day. Yeah. And I feel like that's very rare. Yeah. Except with the exception of there's a BoJack episode this year. Very good. It's only, it's like one monologue by Bojack Horseman. Really? (laughs) Also, any celebrities that are on this show die within the first five minutes. And it is the best surprise every time. Mm -hmm. Never disappoints. I'm really going to miss this show. Maybe for Christmas, I'll send an email to our friend who ran the show and be like, where were you guys going to take it? Yeah. <laughs> just because just my friend me. Natalie just really needs to know. Well, <laughs> I we'll, need closure. Maybe we'll make that but happen. It's so good. Jason Sudeikis comes back as a brother that was in space, and which sounds insane, but right. when you're watching it, you don't question no, it. No, it makes sense. Yeah. R.I.P. All right. Another, our final show and another R.I.P. If you miss your quirky co-workers over the holiday break, watch tragically canceled L.A. to Vegas. Margie. Friend of the podcast, Margie McGee, wrote on the show, and it is just a band of lovable idiots. And they are – it's like a, a flight crew who does the flight between L.A. to Vegas. And then it's also sort of, you know, the recurring passenger. So you have your stripper. You have a professional gambler. You have your, like, divorcing dad who's going to see his son. And also Dave from Happy Endings. It's just like my common thread. Happy Endings is one of my favorite shows. So anytime anyone pops up, I'm like, ooh, let me check it out. What I love the most about the show is that it's not a family sitcom. No. And we have gotten so inundated for the last like 10 years with family sitcoms. Nothing wrong with it. Family sitcoms pay my bills. So it's great. (laughs) Um, But it was very refreshing to see like other scenery other than the interior of a house or a school Mm -hmm. or whatever. And what I love the best about this is that this show starred Dylan McDermott and guest starred Dermot Mulroney. Now, everyone mixes them up. Everyone mixes them up. It was like 30 years of people being like, what? Like, and it's a little confusing. I even had to look it up again because it confuses me every single time. But the show had a sense of humor about itself. Dylan McDermott. <laughs> I'm Hang on. Dermot Mulroney is my best friend's, friend's wedding. wedding. Yes. Right. Dylan I, McDermott I is season one American yes. Horror Story. So then I, I had watched it. this show before I'd seen any of the like crossover season of American Horror Story. And I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, it's like if you'd seen uh, Kristen Ritter in Breaking Bad before you saw her in Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23. It was like your mind Uh, blown. (laughs) It's a very similar situation. But yes, I loved the levity, the ridiculousness, the color of the show is like very bright, you know, because airplane light is 
maybe terrible, but very bright. <laughs> um, but I just, I really appreciated it. It was like waited till the very end to get canceled, which was so heartbreaking because like all the Fox Disney stuff and they like couldn't decide what they were going to do. And I just really wish it had, ha- it had come back for a second season because I think it deserved it. It was one know, of my favorite watches. Do you know of the year. how many episodes it is? Ooh, I'm gonna say 18. Um, it's something like that. But again, 30 minute, you know, network comedy, so 22 yeah. episodes. A reason I'm not devastated. Last Man on Earth got canceled. We had we had a good four seasons. You had four, four seasons. Four or five season run. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You're good. Yeah. Do you have any honorable mentions? I do want to shout out to Sharp Objects. <laughs> what up? What up, Sharp Objects? Uh, HBO miniseries starring Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. Was very into it. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to talk about it because I feel like you start giving stuff away. Yeah. I honestly would just go in blind. Like, what am I watching? Yeah. That's kind of how you went in. You were like, I don't know. It was great. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it. Those are all of our recommendations. I mean, again, not an exhaustive list of all of the things that we watched in 2018, but just some of our top ones and things we think you could get through yeah. in a two-week period of time. Maybe not Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, for sure. Some of these, a day and a half. Oh, if easy. You, have you could watch. to do. You could definitely watch Big Mouth. You could watch a few of these. Glow. Yeah. Um, Together. You could spend a whole Earth. day just like yeah. binge through these things. All right, guys. What are you going to be watching over the holidays? Yeah. Let us know if you take our advice. Oh, yeah, and please. And if you love or hate them, if you hate them, we will be mad at you. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but also tell us what we should be watching. I told you today my next things. I think Forever, which friend mm-hmm. of the podcast Jason recommended, and it's only eight episodes and they're 25 minutes. I want to watch The Haunting of Hill House, yes. which is something I honestly should have already seen. Shocking. But I put it on the back burner for Sabrina, was kind of disappointed, mm-hmm. and then I watched Mrs. Maisel. So I think now it's finally time. Probably would have been on the Benjis. Oh, well. Oh, well. Here <laughs> we are. next year. So much to watch. So much to love. So, guys, until 2019. Bye. Bye.